Super Talk Mississippi media production. Kickstart your adventure now with a new Gud Golf Cart from Country Carts of Brookhaven. Gud Golf Carts are assembled right here in Mississippi with the best features around. And best of all, they're street legal. Country Carts of Brookhaven, 401 Highway 51 South, phone 601-748-0454. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone. Meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes. In a Mississippi Minute. That's right. Hey, hey, hey. I'm Steve Azar. You are in a Mississippi Minute. And my guest today is a true Mississippi success story. We actually met because of this radio show right here, Believe It or Not, and podcast. He was listening in one day. We met, hit it off like brothers, and the rest is history. Please welcome the founder and visionary for all things Georgia Blue Restaurant and his brands ranging from salad dressings, hot sauce, the best coffee you ever had, premium bourbon, which I do love, I like a lot, and vodka, and more delicious creations on the way. We're going to discuss all of that and how the heck this all happened. My brother, Jason Ishi. What's going on, brother? Hey, Jason. Good welcome, to see you, man. Welcome to Super Talk. I appreciate you having me, man. They usually lock me in this room. I mean, Paul, Paul, of course, and JT get the big room. And uh, every once in a while, they'll let me look, walk by and look at it, but they won't let me in. Well, that's all right. We good here. We I'm good. good. We good. You know, it's, it's cozy in here. I don't mind it. It's all right. So uh, let's talk. I want to. I want to. I want to talk about obviously how you started and everything. But I want to dig back. I like looking in the rearview mirror. Um, uh, you know, and just talk about what what got you to this point of success and your love affair Mississippi. We both know it. Uh, and how you want to celebrate it like I do. So l- let's go back. I want to know, I, I know the football days uh, personally, but I want our, our, our listeners to know. Take me back to you growing up as a kid. You grew up in what part of Mississippi? I was born in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And my father was in the oil field and it was in the Navy at the same time. So we transferred a lot. Right. Right. So he was back here in Mississippi around 88. And, you know, the uh, oil field just went, you know, to crap. Right. So he got a job in California. Uh, 85000 a year. Now, we in Mississippi thinking, man, that's a lot of money. Right. That's like $10 in California, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? <laughs> Cali- so, hey, we packed up. We headed to California and, uh, you know, got out there, man, had a good career. Uh, got hurt. I tell people all the time, I didn't choose this business. It chose me. Right. I started washing dishes and I worked my way up from there, man. Okay, but I got to back up for a second. Sure. Because you played football. Yes. And uh, so when you went to California, what what, what year were you? Can you remember? Uh, 89. 1991 is when I graduated. Okay, and then you Ventura went Ventura High School. Ventura High School. You had a good football team? Great right football team. All right, and obviously people see you, and you end up going to where? Uh, USC. The University you know, of Southern just, California. My dad right now, who loves you, is going to have, like, he's going to lay back in his chair because he's a Notre Dame guy. He right. knows where he went. <laughs> so anyway, I love it. So you're a Trojan, and your, room, your roommate was who? Well, uh, I got recruited uh, by, um, uh, what am I his name? Uh, is it not Djokovic? What's his name? Uh 
It's about Marinovich. Yeah, Marinovich, yes. I got recruited by him. Right. Uh, and, man, when I got to the school, I was only 17. Wow. And I'm walking around with this dude, and uh, it's like the freaking waters was parting. You know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. okay, where do I sign? I don't need any more schools. Yeah, because if we know Todd Marinovich, he was the one on the cover of Sports Illustrated. We were all growing up uh, just like this prodigy quarterback who who never had a cheeseburger and every, ate everything. His dad was training him to be like this elite athlete. And... Uh, and probably should have given him a cheeseburger. Yes, but uh, that we won't. We won't get into all that. Treat, treat uh, raises kids like uh, Archie Manning raised his. No it worked out pretty that. good. He was an athlete. Now we'll give him that. I oh. mean, to see him in person. Oh, it was Ooh. amazing. And he, he had a good, you know, he went to the NFL. He played yeah. for the Raiders. I mean, he had a good career. But I bet obviously, it's well. It's, it's transition and just you, life changes. You got to have the desire. Things change. People catch up. They get better. And that's the way it is. We're talking to Jason Ishi, founder of Georgia Blue. All right, we're gonna. Okay, so. Jason, are you 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 get out of college or whatever? You get into this, this restaurant world. Was that the first thing you did? That was the very first thing I did. I mean, I uh, you know I didn't go to school there, but one year, and uh, so I had to find a job. Well, the only thing I was qualified for was washing dishes. Right, so right. I went to this this local place, and I said, "Look, I mean, I, I'm a pretty good dishwasher, <laughs> you know." And uh, he said, "Well, you hired," and I worked my way from there to a line cook, to the chef, to a bartender, to a manager, uh, wow. to making partner. That's how I did it. You're kidding. So how long did that all go? I mean, obviously you just said that in 15 seconds. But yeah. How it, long man, did it, it take? took me, you know, that's about a three, four year process. Wow. You know, but I mean, I wanted it. I, I wasn't coming back to Mississippi as a failure. You know, because, well, no, there's no way. But but let me ask you this, because being in the restaurant business takes a heck of an effort, and you know that. So did you have a desire uh, once you once you were in the mix? Did you sort of find your passion? You know, I've always loved to cook, right? I didn't get this body by accident, right? So I'm pretty good at this. So uh, I did not care for it until I got to be a bartender. Right. And, you know, back in the day, you had bar backs, and they don't have it no more. But bar back is basically the grunt guy does all the grunt work. But right. one of the bartenders didn't show up, and the head bartender looked at me. He says, can you bartend? And I said, I've never done it before. He goes, well, what's in a crown of Coke? And I said, crown of Coke? He said, yeah. you're hired. <laughs> and I made 12 hundred dollars that weekend and i said this is the business for me wow one weekend i never seen that kind of money oh no and they oh, no, i know no it was wonderful i mean obviously you were a heck of a bartender were you were you pouring them stiff oh yeah, absolutely you know yeah, you get yeah. them tips man you gotta you know <laughs> today right. i'm like slow it down a little bit but back then i mean i'm pouring them up i love it i love it well, okay so let's talk mississippi versus california i, I travel all over the place <clears throat> i just got back uh from new jersey and literally literally just got back came straight from the airport to you and let me ask you, your love affair for Mississippi uh, is so genuine, and it, it runs deep. Tell me, versus California, your days remembering there, versus, tell me a little bit of the differences and why you chose to come back. Well, uh, you, know, uh, born in, you know, born here, raised most of my life here. My grandfather was here, uh, and he got sick with cancer, right? And if you, if you never had a good grandfather, I, I feel sorry for you, but I had a great one. Wow. Love and it. I said, you know what, uh... I've, I've learned a career. I've kind of done my thing with them. I kind of want to get out of that lifestyle a little bit. I want to get more in the restaurant side, and I, I come home. And then I, you know, I just did what I had to do, and then uh, rubbed two nickels together to get to where I'm at right now. It's unbelievable. When did you start? When did the whole Georgia Blue process start? Uh, we started. We had this idea in 2005. Me and my wife. Okay. I, my daughter at the time is four, which her name is Georgia. So we're going back and forth, you know, Stephen, what we should name the place, right? Right. 45-minute <laughs> conversation. Right. Well, Georgia has not said a word. 
And all of a sudden, she speaks up and says, Mama, Daddy, I'm tired of talking about this. I love it. The name of the restaurant is Georgia Blue. And I said, Baby, why? She said, Because I'm Georgia. Daddy, your favorite color is blue. We're going to call it Georgia Blue. She that, didn't say no word. And that was it. I looked at my wife, and I got chill bumps like I'm getting right now telling you the story. And I said, all right, there it is. Wow. Uh, they, well, listen, we, I've, I've talked to, talk to you about this before. And as a songwriter and anybody in the creative field, if you could go back to your childhood, because you say things backwards at times, or you say things that make total sense that we lose sight of sometimes, and it just blows right over the top of us, right? Correct. So the answer could be right there, or just the way they say things in, in general. Uh, I've just always felt like there's such an innocence to it because it just it's what it is. And the song, if you could write songs, you knew the skill set back then. You'd be like you'd be like Bob Dylan, like with every at every turn. We're talking to Jason Ishi. We are uh, live uh, at Super Talk Mississippi right now, alive, and that's good to be. Uh, I'm Steve Azar. You're in a Mississippi minute. Okay, so California. Yes. Um, so just when you moved back, you just you were on a mission, right? You, you, do you know what you, now? Did you did were you and Jennifer, your wife's Jennifer? Was she uh, and her, was she an equation at the time? Uh, she was a good friend of mine at the time. Uh, and then you know my folks had a, uh, a car accident, and I lost them. And uh, no man, she just stepped into my life and 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 got me off my knees. And I'm gonna tell you right now, brother, if I owe anybody in this world, it's her. So, wow. You know, and she stood beside me. She's uh, fought them all my crazy ideas and. You know, I told her, I said, look, I, I got some gas left in the tank. Let's go. And she said, all right, let's do it. How would you guys meet? Just friends, you know, high school friends. And then I had left and come back and just kept being friends. And we just, everywhere we went, she was there, I was there. We always started hanging out there. And I just, I don't know, it clicked. You know, you just meet that people wow. and you just kind of get a bond with them, you know. How so, do we, how, you know, we think we're kin. Oh, no doubt. I mean, we started, really, my grandmother's last name was George Greenwood. Jennifer's Greenwood. Correct. George. She comes from uh, uh, Bullis. The Bullis, is, right. Is the tie there. Right. Yeah. It's really wild. I it mean, is. they are the Davises and the Georges. Anyway, we're, we're, we're getting personal here. All right. Okay. Take me to the beginning of the, the first store you opened. It was in Hattiesburg. No, the first store was actually right here in Madison, Mississippi. See, I always mess up. Yeah, everybody thinks Hattiesburg because I was born there. They want to say that was okay. that. that yeah. All right. Okay, because yeah. I'm good for one screw up. And listen, as your brand ambassador, I should know these things. Yes. But but I always felt like for some reason that it was. Yeah. A lot, but, and a lot of people think that. Okay. So, yeah. All right. But yeah, 2010, we opened the doors in August. We just had our eight-year anniversary, actually. Uh, and we opened up at that time. It was another restaurant that had went out of business. And, uh, you know, it was 3,800 square foot, uh, the original restaurant. And, uh, man, we used to stay through our course. And, and, and we offered food of not in a can, fresh cooked. I thought there was a need for it. And people responded. Wow. And I tell you what, without the people, we're nothing, right? I mean, your no. business, my business. No, you love the people. Yeah. I've seen you. I've seen you around it, and how much you have passion for your, for your patrons, and and how much you care about them. You treat them like family, and that's your motto. That's my right? motto. That's right. And and so okay, so the the whole thing about how you uh, this whole inventive side of you, you know, you like your own brands, and I want to get into each brand because sure, each sure. one of them deserves deserves their own time uh, in the limelight. Uh, but but we'll get back to it after this break. I'm Steve Azar. We are in a Mississippi Minute with fabulous Jason Ishii, my brother who loves cool cars and vehicles. We're going to talk about that as well. You're in a Mississippi Minute. Stand by. In a 
Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Steve Azar. We are in a Mississippi Minute with Brother Jason Ishii. If you've not stopped into Georgia Blue and uh, and had uh, and part and partook in a wonderful meal and uh, great beverages and spirits, uh, great coffee, uh, your restaurant, if you've been in it, it just screams uh, family. It just screams a passion. So take me behind your brands right now because this is cool to me. You can, you can go in different stores and find your brands. Yes. Let's start with the salad dressing. Uh, well, All you know, we, we kept getting so many just great feedback saying, hey, you, we, we can say y'all make fresh dressings. And I'm like, absolutely. We, we can make ketchup if we could at the time. And now we make our ketchup. You really did? Yes. I mean, we got Georgia Blue ketchup. Come on. Uh, Georgia Blue hot sauce, Georgia Blue ranch, comeback, Thousand Island, I mean, uh, uh, Caesar. Uh, Jen's Vin, which is my wife's recipe, and uh, people just kept asking, "Can we buy it in a cup? Can we buy it in a cup?" And I was like, "I, I don't want to sell it in a cup, right? Yeah. It's not the look I wanted." Right. And I said, "Okay, well, I can bottle this." Was this the first thing? This first was the product? first thing we went to. Yes, I did the Jen's uh, Vin, the comeback, uh, and our Ramalad sauce was the first three I tried to and tackle. And did you put it in the stores like you go and you got it's really cool. It sits there when you're about to at point of purchase when you're leaving or something. You see it. In Correct. a restaurant? Correct. You know, at the front counter or the host stand, and the that first was thing it. you see. That was the thing, beginning. And that's where we started doing it. Wow. And then me and my, my right hand, Drew, we got up every morning, at Monday morning at 5 o'clock, and we started going to Kroger's and just knocking on the back door. They would let us in. And then come to find out, they had a program where they would put local products in, uh, which if you now, you see in all the Kroger's, because we kept help found that, it's Discover Local. It's in every Kroger. And, uh, man, we went from Kroger to Kroger to Kroger, stocking the shelves, laying it out, and coming back and, and running catering. That was every Monday morning. Until you just, you just, you just eventually, it's, it's funny, right? Persistence. Persistence. I got turned down by the same record label 10 times, and the 11th was the charm. There you go. And because they never really said no. They, I told them, they said, how'd you stick it out that long? And I said, until I, you know, I had to written what I needed to write and record, uh, I said, because you never really told me no. And so I didn't take it as a no. <laughs> I was just so looking back. I was either hard headed or stupid or or whatever. But I'm glad because you know it was it was um, I was a little late bloomer and I didn't, I needed to, I needed to get better and I did and it worked out. But uh, it was it's funny how it, persistence is just so important in our even today. And I hope our kids have some of that. Uh, I mean, there were even times, Jason, when I went to L.A. when I was younger, my brother and I would sit in a record label until we were get arrested. Or somebody was going to listen to us, and I look back and I go, "Would I do that now?" And I, I, I don't, I don't know it, but it was in the name of my love for what I do, and you love what you do, and it's just we'd do anything for it, like our, like our kids. Talking to Jason Ishi, uh, Jason, let's talk about your coffee because, like, it's incredible. Appreciate and, that, man. And and like, so where's your source, and where do you get it? And we actually that coffee's local. Uh, when I first did the bakery, we opened up the very first one in Brookhaven. Uh, because we just have a baker that, uh, we have several bakers actually, but one just makes a phenomenal cheesecake and we started getting known for it. And one thing in this business, if you do more than one location is consistency, right? Right. So we said, let's do the bakery so we can make the product at one place and then ship it to ourselves. Right. So, well, with the bakery, you got to have coffee. Uh, so we sit here and I didn't know nothing about coffee, you know? And so I, I reached out to my good friend, Trip Douglas at owns Fusions. And I said, man, you got to educate me on some coffee. And, man, he, he's, he's like a brother to me. He stepped in, and he said, all right, here's your guy. Here's what you do. He grinds it fresh. Let's go. And, wow. man, he, he kind of held my hand and walked me through it. 
And so, and and uh, you've got the little the little cup, cake yeah, cup, what do you call eggs. Keurig cups, yeah, mm-hmm. cake cups, they call them right. Cups, yeah. Uh, and then look at that. And then you've got a. Uh, Okay, 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 and then do you sell it by the bag? You sell the beans. We sell it by the we sell it by the whole. By the we can grind it fresh uh, at at the bakery, uh, and then we also sell the Curex. All right, get back to the bakery thing okay, because sure. I've seen your test kitchen at at your headquarters, right? And uh, and I told you my daughter Cecilia is like she put her in there. She'll never leave. The only thing is it'll be a mess, and you won't be happy about that. Understood? Because she doesn't she doesn't for some reason she thinks she needs a cleanup crew. And she needs a, uh, uh, I told her, I said, boy, you better be a superstar because, you know, she, she goes, I love to cook, Dad, and I love to test things. She loves that. Right. So when did the whole test kitchen idea come? Well, you know, when you get to a point, you know, most restaurants test new products in the restaurants. Well, you know, because how restaurants run today, the they're, they're, they're so busy and so jam-packed, the customer was suffering, right? Because we'd have to shut a line down to try to figure something out. So I said, when we build our new facilities, I said, hey, let's take all that out. Uh, because I'm right there on every product. I right. mean, if it's a, if it going out and it's a new product, I'm involved in it. So we said, hey, let's build a test kitchen. And then that's kind of how that evolved. And I got a little crazy with it. But, uh, hey, uh, it, I love it. I walked in the first time to meet you. Yes. And I, I just started looking around. There's gold records on the walls. There's Elvis. There's, you know, it's old gas station pump. And it's just, it's everything that just says i you know i'm all into the whole vintage thing i love the past i love history i love our history you know and so it just says so much and i just love that about you and that's sort of so the whole the whole vibe in your in your restaurants where was that where where would the inspiration come from you know again mississippi you know country but one to kind of make it a little more edgy Mm -hmm. i firmly believe you got to know where you've been to know where you're going right i don't think we show enough respect for our history uh, you know, music to everything, and uh, that's why me and you click so well because we love that kind of passion, man. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's I tell people all the time, it's funny. People have no idea how much money we spend making something brand new look old. I right, say that again because that's like a that's a great song. Well, you just it, wrote. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well we, people don't realize how much money we spend making something brand new look old because yeah. people just don't want a cookie cutter. You know, they don't want you know a stamped out place. They want something with character like it's been there a hundred years. You know, because well, they can they can relate to. But that. it's funny how there's so many places that don't get that, right? Yeah, right. And I they mean, they homogenize everything, and then and it's like, I guess the best way for me is so I travel so much, and I know you do too. But I I, I see towns, and they've got the same shopping centers. They've got the sh- same. The, there's nothing except for the city limit sign that's different. Right. There's nothing right. because they become generic and. And sometimes you just can't help it, but there's got to be a history in every place. And and some people are too afraid to go back and grab that because they think tomorrow leaving it behind is probably a better result and probably more, uh, you know, uh, more appealing for the masses. But I don't know if that's true because, like you said, you're seeing it and I see it. And in Mississippi, I, I feel like we're doing a really good job of, of, of somebody like you trying to hold on I'm to that to and grab hold of the right? past. I love that. Yeah. We're talking to Jason Ishi, founder, the visionary of Georgia Blue. Okay, let's, you start. You, you opened one in a shopping center. Yes. We always talk to you about this. Everybody said, no way, nothing's going to work in that place because nothing had in nothing that spot. Had. That's right? correct. And when I grew up in Greenville, there was a couple restaurants, maybe 10 that went into one place. They kept coming, going, coming, going, coming, going, and you were able to pull it off with great food. You, you, you said that you build it, they'll come. So, what was the risk you feel like? Oh, I mean, it was uh, extraordinary the risk. But I knew after so many years in this business, if you stayed true to who you are, 
All right, don't change. Don't let things get in your ears. If you feel you got a good product, stay with it. Keep grinding, and eventually people will see what you're doing. Yeah, and that's what I did. And people said, "Man, you are crazy for going to a strip center. You're crazy." I said, "Well, I get that, but if I can make it work here, I believe I can make it work anywhere." Right, and that was my right. mindset. You know. Well, uh, I love that. And so from the day out, day one is rocking. No, no, no. We had to, you know, we first opened to, you know, really low crowds. And, you know, of course, you're sitting there thinking like, oh, my gosh, everybody right? You know, yeah, what have I done yeah, yeah. here? You know, how am I going to explain this to my wife? Uh, I think <laughs> what clicked is is we made country food sexy, you know? Uh, yeah. I get asked that all the time. What was it? Uh, we, you know, jumped off on the blue plate, stayed true to that, and we just made country food sexy. And, you know, my wife being Louisiana ties, man, we brought in that Louisiana flair with spice, and we are offered variety. You know, because people say, ask me all the time, what are you? You're a steakhouse, you're a hamburger house. You're the... No, we're a little bit of everything. Right. You know, so therefore, you know, you have variety. Well, that's what you get at your house if you stay there long if enough. You, you stay right? at my house, you know. I mean, we're going to cook everything from Lebanese to, to steaks to spaghetti. Right, to, right. You know, I mean, we, we, we don't shy away from nothing. Well, Mississippi is a hotbed of culture. Growing up, you'd, we'd see the Jewish synagogue next to the Catholic church, our Catholic church, next to uh, the the Buddhist temple across the street from the Baptist church. I mean, there was, there was ethnic ethnicity everywhere you turned absolutely and and i love it because the next generations and the generations they all have these southern accent and they but they look like they're from another country you know yeah, like me everybody man. thinks i'm tony from new york or yeah. i'm whatever and then i start talking and they go what happened yeah. like what happened where'd you get where'd you go sideways i said man i came out right is what that, happened brother. i heard that so uh you get to play dj it's part of the deal uh, my guess mississippi is the birthplace of american music and georgia blue by the way but uh, do you want to take us in the break with a little Faith Hill or North Mississippi All-Stars? Let's go to a little North Mississippi All-Stars. All right, we're going to let it eat. I'm Steve Azar with Jason Ishii, founder, visionary, George Blue. We'll be right back. So please, please don't leave me right now, girl. Because right now, right now, oh, no, no, no. Hey folks, if you're tired of being tired because your pillow isn't doing his job at night, give my buddy Chad and his team at OmniPillow a go. OmniPillow has a 100-day return policy, and listen to this. They will donate a pillow to someone in need every time you purchase one. Their goal is to give away 1 million pillows. It also comes with a stress cube that sells for 10 bucks. You'll thank me, I promise. Give yourself a much-deserved life's rest. Go to OmniPillow.com, enter promo code Steve Azar. That's OmniPillow.com, promo code Steve Azar, and you'll receive 20% off with free shipping. If you ask me, there's no better pillow on the planet. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Steve Azar. We are in a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, because you know what? You can go ahead and say it, because that's how we roll. I'm with Jason Ishii, the founder and visionary of a fantastic franchise, born, rooted, and raised in Mississippi. Um, he is uh, growing. He's franchising now. Yes, we're, we're, we've got a couple of people that's, uh, that's on the hook, and, and I think it's going to work. All right, let's talk about where's it, where do you think some of the first state-wise, out-of-state, right? No, we're going to do all in-state. I, I just, uh, I'm a little bit of a control freak, so I figure if i got to do this, I want to yeah. be able where I can get to it in a couple right. of hours, not a couple of days. Uh, so we're looking, you know, down south the coast area, and we got a couple interest, you know, further up north. Wonderful. So, 
Well, looks, I, looks good. I, in my mind, I said, you haven't told me exactly this, but I have a feeling I know where both places are. Yeah, I do. I've got it. Anyway, okay, so, and I'll, I'll be one of the first to know as your brand ambassador, let's talk about your bourbon and your vodka, and let's just say that, okay, I've been a bourbon guy my whole life. Right. I mean, well, my whole life, when I could, when I was sure, legally, sure, sure. legally able to be a bourbon guy. And it's off the hook. I appreciate that, man. No, Thank you me. know that. You know yeah. when I say it. And, and I have friends that are, that are more passionate about it than I am. They just, they couldn't believe it. You know, we did it at the Delta. You were generous enough to donate the Delta Soul this year. We appreciate it so much. And we, and, and just the, it was a hit, yeah. you know? And it's their premium. I mean, these guys, are, they're not, you're not messing around here. What uh, inspired you to, to get in that, in that world? Because it's a competitive world. And I know you're big in your brands, but what inspired you to get in, into the spirits world? You know, it was it was kind of the last thing of this business that I didn't have some type of footprint in. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it is a scary business because man, there is a lot of good products out there. Yeah, right. There's a lot of good Mississippi products out there. And uh, but I got to doing the research when I really got the bug. And there is no restaurant in the United States that produces its own vodka or bourbon. Come on. And I didn't know that. Wow. When I found that out, I was like, okay, we got to do this. Yeah. You know? And so, you know, you just, you go around and you try to find your recipes. You're trying to source it correctly. Uh, and then we was able to hook up right here with uh, Rich Grain Distillery in Canton. I saw uh, it. Kept be- it local. Really cool. You know? Yeah. Great, great. Uh, David does all the stuff over there. Great guy. Um, and man, I just, I just, I grabbed a hold of it and I just kept on saying, man, I can make this work. Uh, and then first we start with the vodka because vodka is the easiest because by definition it's tasteless and odorless, right? Okay. So, you know, unless you put flavor in it, we didn't, it's just straight. Uh, but the bourbon is the hardest one because man, there is a lot of good bourbons. Uh, and I feel that, you know, we, we probably sit in the middle. Uh, you know, I don't want to, you know, boast more than that, but I think we're right in the middle or, you know, did you, did you, when you were tasting, like you were, like you said, but vodka is like, okay, but, uh, bourbon there's incredible flavors. Incredible. So many notes. So we're, when, let, let's talk notes. I love that. Yeah. And not musical notes. Let's, what was, uh, sort of, what were you looking for? What are your hints of what? You know, uh, Mississippi, right? What do we love? Sweet tea. Yeah, we do. Right? And I was like, you know, just, I, I want that finish of like a black sweet tea uh, where it coats your tongue, you know, when you, when you finish it. How does that work? You know, you just got to put the stuff together, man, and just the caramel notes and you just send them a cinnamon in there. I mean, you just—you could get crazy with it, and you just gotta basically. After tasting, I thought it was gonna be so fun to keep tasting so much, but man, after a couple of weeks, I was like, "Ooh, I can't taste no more." It's <laughs> no, no. Yeah. it's like eating vinegar and salt potato chips, Absolutely. and then trying to figure out what, what flavor soda you're having. We're talking to Jason Ishii. Okay, so it sounds like it's a lot more difficult to do that than write the notes of a song. I can tell you that, uh, but the process. I mean, it led you to the rainbow because it's as good as it gets. I appreciate that, brother. We, we try hard, man. We really do. All right. And you got, let's talk about your brand ambassador who just shot these TV commercials that we're going to be leaking out a little time. Yep, a little yep, time. Yep. You got whatever. But uh, I had a lot of fun. It was hot. It was hot. You did good, though, man. <sighs> well, I appreciate it. I did good, but it was hot. It was, it was hot. It's hot today. Yeah. Uh, and it may not be hot when this is aired, but it's hot today. All right. So, so let's talk about, first of all, people who are going to see me uh, in your restaurant doing the theme song. I loved it because the theme song itself was, you know, when I talked to you and I met you, it's amazing how if you listen, 
and somebody's got this passion for something, they're writing the song. Absolutely. You don't even know it. <laughs> and so you walk out and you just go, done. Game, set, match. I was with Governor Bryant and he was asking me to do a bicentennial song. I want something the kids can sing. And I want this. He started going on this whole dissertation and I was like, oh my gosh, it's all there. When I walked out, by the time I stopped, before I got, when I got in the car, I didn't drive. I wrote the first four or five verses. There's nine of them. I mean, this is like, and I wrote the chorus because he had already done it. Yeah, he laid the map and out there. He for laid you. the map. Yeah, it was. He was so passionate about it, and that's what you. And that's what you did. You were so passionate about it. And we're songwriters, and we're in Nashville. When you're going in the room eating the Captain Crunch, and then you go in to write, you just hope that somebody's around you. You know, uh, the I remember uh, the guys that wrote the good stuff, and they were talking about why uh, it was an emotional tie. And they went and they wrote the good stuff. And they said it was the easiest thing ever because it was so real at that moment. Yeah, and that's kind of how it was yeah. with you when I told you. You said, Jason, what do you want? And I said, Steve, I, I want family. Yep. I want heart in there. I want, you know, a place to come have a good time, place to come meet your friends. And uh, what did you call me, two days later? I said, man, I got it. And I was like, yeah. there's no way you got this done already. And he said, I, I, yeah, I got it. I had it when I walked out. So, <laughs> Well, so I'm not, I don't believe in jingles. I believe in songs. You know Absolutely. that. So we, we stopped Nashville, stopped presses. I'm telling you, my guys, uh, in fact, I'm pretty sure that every person on there were Grammy winners as musicians. So it was cool. And everybody's asking, how'd y'all do that? Because I've been hearing, you know, how'd you do the George Booth theme song and do the jingle? I said, it's not a jingle. There's a bunch of Grammy winners on that thing, man. This is, this is, we're not messing around. We, we couldn't do that. So I, I want it to be heartfelt and I want it to be real and, and represent your brands. We went and shot some cool commercials. One was at your restaurant yes. and then Strack got excited because it was, he was, the more we got toward the Mustang and the Scout and, and then we were in the Range Rover. That I've never seen a Range Rover like this. Okay, so your new restaurant you're opening. Yes. All right, let's talk about it. Yeah, it's in Brandon. Uh, Brandon is one of those towns that just is on fire. Uh, I have been looking at this town probably for about five years, and it just didn't feel right. You know, uh, the situation is what I'm trying to say. And then I met uh, Jamie Ware, which is my partner on the building, architect. And, man, I just fell in love with this dude. Uh, man, he's one of us. He he just yeah. he gets it and he just goes and he grinds, and uh, you know it's three floors. We built lofts on the top floor, uh, the restaurant on the second floor, and then we're building a true speakeasy. I mean, the ceilings are only seven foot tall. It was the old jail. Uh, this building's one of the oldest buildings in Brandon. Wow. Uh, and man, the character in this place is just crazy. And then next door, we're putting the bakery right beside it. So it's basically three concepts in one place. Unbelievable, and like the lofts are already—you can already go stay there. Yeah, they already been. I mean, we're—I we're, we're, mean, they—they didn't—they didn't last a month. You're, do we get to talk about your music venue? Oh, absolutely. You're talking like about the one—the real music there. venue, the one in Madison. Yeah, yeah, man. The, the, the house that Steve Azar is going to the build. house that Steve Azar is going to build. Yes, that's what we're going to call. We're it. so excited about it that uh, it's going to be three hundred. We're talking three hundred seat venue. Yes, talking forty VIPs at the top. Forty right? VIPs at the top, three hundred at the bottom. Uh, uh, general mission, if you'd call it, but you know you want a three hundred, so I think it's a step up above. I like it. You know? I like it. We're talking about bringing in really cool acts, really a lot cool of our acts. friends, a lot of people that have had hits and making hits, and that come in sort of. We, you know, and I think your your thought process is we bring them in, sort of storytelling, the cool, unplugged sort of each one style, and the, it becomes really intimate, and people really get to know the artist. It's the best way in the world for anybody. To get, it's, it's so funny how when people finally see it live, you got to see it live. And when you do, it's 
people go, oh my gosh, it's like the greatest way to see a concert. Well, it's great to see the other, you know, live and standing out and letting it eat. But, but it really is something that people hadn't had a chance to actually see the singer-songwriter uh, a song behind the hits, and they tell the stories. Even songwriters themselves, you know, Nashville is full of great songwriters. And to be, to be honest with you, the personalities that are true, quirky, and true, unique, and and the characters, true right. characters, are the songwriters. Absolutely, it is. They're funny and they're witty. And uh, I know I'm both, but I know I didn't mean I'm both funny, funny and witty. <laughs> what I'm saying is I'm a singer songwriter. Uh, but a lot of these guys just want to write and. While they're being, instead of being singers that are serious about being singers and performing and making records, they use the other half on, on uh, their, their comics, I swear. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been it, around a couple, especially with you now. I've been around a couple of them. And oh, that's yeah. what sold me, man, is the backstory, right? There's oh, yeah. so much to the song, you know, because how many times have you listened to a song and you want to know what they mean by that verse? Right. Like, what did it really truly mean to them? Not how we interpret it, but what did it mean to right. them? And, and that's what me and you want to go after and... And I just think that people will really appreciate that, man, because there's nothing for us to do in Madison. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, you're going to be able to get something to eat at the new restaurant, go right next door to watch a concert if you want to. We still awesome. have live music on the patio. Right. Uh, so, yeah, man, we're just uh, we're trying to just go for it, man. Try to do big right. things. How many places are you going to have once this is done? Uh, once this is done, that'll be seven. My goodness. Seven. Yeah, I think I'm a, a little crazy or I love punishment or maybe yeah. both, man. Okay, so tell me, is it as hard? It's like we're talking about your kids, right? Yes. Once you have one you, and you have two, you might as well have three or four because you're already rolling. So is the restaurant business the same way? Is it? Well, I stopped at two with the kids, so maybe I should you know, follow my own advice there. But, you know, it's addiction, right? It's, it's once you do one, you see how people really uh, get your, your picture. I always say it's a, it's a painting, right? Right. I, I have a blank canvas, and I, and I created this restaurant and this atmosphere with my team. And when people come in and they see it, and they just check up and they look like, wow, man, there's no better feeling than that. Right. And then they get the food and they're like, man, this is really good. And it's, it's just, it just drives me. It motivates me. It makes me want to go paint another picture. Right. You know? So, so <clears throat> it does. I, I get that. Do you really feel uh, gratification when people come up to you and go, we, we really love this place? And gratification when I hear people and friends of ours uh, that go and do certain days at Georgia Blue, like they're there every week. It's got to be a great feeling. It's it like is. coming back to listen to the same song, the it same is. artist. That's a lot of times you don't get that. That's a hard thing, and and the food world itself, right? Yes, absolutely. Is rock star. It's rock star now, man. It is with the fabulous Jason Ishi. You're gonna miss a minute. Stand by. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Steve Azar. We are in a Mississippi Minute with Brother Jason Ishii. If you've not stopped into Georgia Blue, serving great food and different. You're doing it family style. Like you said, the sexy. It's got an edge, like you said. It does. But you're also... Doing it with this atmosphere of like, I'm walking into Jason's place. But, and I just love the fact that you're Mississippi proud and you're Mississippi born. And you and I are probably going to get stabbed with the butter knife a uh, hundred times because we scream it from the top of our lungs. But it's the way it is. I, I love this place. It's why I moved back. No doubt. I mean, I'm with you. I, I, you know, people say I do preach it a little too much sometimes, but I, it's hard to not preach something that you love. Right, and if right. you believe in it, why don't you preach it? 
No, you, you know what I'm saying? So as long as they keep stabbing with a butter knife, not a real steak knife, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. And right? I, like, yeah. I like them to use backside yeah. and just kind of just kind of yeah. gnaw on it's, it a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Don't, don't so. be going straight in. Yeah, no, that, straight hurt, in. that may hurt, too. <laughs> may puncture something. We're talking to Jason Ishi, George Blue. Uh, Jason, the Range Rover, where did this thing come from? You know, uh, man, it's just one of those things that, uh, you know, you, you grew up as a country boy, and you look, and you see it, and you see it, and you see it, and you're like, there's no way I'll ever be able to, to sit in something like that. Well, uh, one come available, and, uh, you know, I, I begged my wife for about three weeks, and I said, uh, can we get it? Only and, took three weeks? Yeah, three it's weeks, impressive. right? Very persuasive. Uh, so, you know, here it is, and, and, and you know, it's uh, it sits in the driveway <laughs> in, the, in, in the house, and uh, I'm, I'm scared to touch it, you know. Yeah, it's really clean. I appreciate yeah. it, you know. So yeah, it's very clean. I don't want to. I didn't want to sit in it. I felt bad. I was trying to keep my feet above the carpet. I was like, "What am I doing?" And uh, but it, it it had that Maybach. Is that you know? Is it Mercedes that makes the Maybach? Correct. So Correct. it's got that feel of it's way set back, right? It's, it's a long wheel base. It's basically what that that whole pattern is based on. So the the person in the back seat. It's funny. The whole thing's built around the people in the back seat, and I'm the driver. I didn't think that through. Wait, say it again. Like hey, you, the whole, you know, when you got in it, how you just—it's laid back, it's so far back. Like all the all the stuff and the features are made for the passengers. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and I'm the driver up there, right? So I thought that was kind of funny. So my kids get to enjoy it, and I get to drive. And I'm like, I didn't think this process through too well. So, yeah, they're they're rocking. There was a yeah. lot of stuff back there. So it, it's cool. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we gotta—I don't let them get in with their shoes on and all that kind of stuff. But uh, man, you know, I never thought I'd have something like that. No, I love it. Okay, and the Scout. The Scout's cool as it gets. I almost drove it straight to Greenville. You know that, don't you? Oh, yeah. I was you looking for a way a out. Times. Yeah, I was so. looking for a way out. So when did you find the Scout? Uh, I found the Scout actually here local, but I built the Scout in honor of my father. He had one when I was a kid, and, man, it was just a, a, a piece, you know? And uh, I just I found it, and I said, man, I'm going to do something to honor him. And uh, I got a little crazy with it, but uh, I think it's one of the most beautiful rides out there. Oh, I, I, it's just, I, you don't see them. I lo- uh, you don't. And then the Mustang. The Mustang is something that, that accidentally just fell in my lap. Uh, I guess right time, right place. Uh, you know, 65, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. GT350, uh, they, you know, I mean, I, how you I love that car. I drove. You know, you drove. It's in the commercial. So It's in the commercial. It's just, uh, it's an amazing car, you know. Okay, can, can we talk a little bit about your new toy? That you, that you just showed me. Oh, the truck. Yeah, yeah. That that's uh, this is an army vehicle that uh, actually me and Jamie uh, decided to do f- to, to promote the Jenna store, mm-hmm. and we're gonna put a big old American flag in the back of it. Do the big parade that's huge in Brandon uh, every year. Uh, you know, it's just it's it's made for uh, a promotional piece, but I think it's gonna be cool. I love how you just go. I want it, and you, just, yeah. you, and and you, but you find purposes for everything. Yeah, you got to find purposes, right? You got to find people to relate to them and say, okay, I see why he's doing that. Right. You know, he's just not buying it to buy it. He's doing it because there's a purpose behind it. and There's a story with it. How big can you see? Or do you want to see Georgia Blue? I mean, like, I mean, is it more about your brands now? And because st- you you want to be able to hold, you want to be able to hold on to the quality and all the stuff that you know. Obviously, you like to hold on. So. It, what happens if it ends up in New York City, a uh, restaurant, or if it ends up in Rochester, or ends up in Seattle, Washington? I mean, like, you can't, you can't quality control that. Well, you know, you've you got to put things in place, and you put recipes in place. And, and if it ever, by the grace of God, gets that big, uh, I think I would love it. It's because I've been to these places, and you have too, and you go to these places that's country cooking, and they say it's country cooking, you're like, obviously you've never had country cooking. Yeah, I can. Right? It's like when we got can. to California... You know, people would just come right. out of the house because they never tasted nothing like that, yeah. right? I right. mean, so they're like, dang, this is what flavor tastes like. Right. Right, because we're not scared of butter and salt, you know? 
Right. Uh, and man, I, you know, if it ever got there, I think it'd be pretty, pretty proud to see my daughter's name, you know, in, in all those places. I'd, I'd be a, you know, proud, uh, proud uh, dad. I'd be a proud, you know, husband. Uh, I'd just be proud of what we accomplished. And you're, 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 you got a great soul, great heart, and you, and you're what uh, the kind of guy that I love to spend time with because I know that it's real and it's honest. And, and I, it's the same back to you, and that's why I do it. Because brother, when you call me, I hear it. I don't have to see you. I hear it yeah, in your voice, and you're like, all right. Steve, I get it. You love this, man. Let's do it. So if you're involved in it, I'm involved in it, and let's go make it happen. All right, so we got we got big plans together. You guys go check it out. Uh, if uh, if you're feeling hungry right now, which you should be, or if you just ate, just go eat again. Do it for me and say I sent you. I'm Steve Azar. We've been with the wonderful Jason Ishi, creator of Georgia Blue, and uh, check it out the mini, all the mini brands at Kroger's and. Uh, and obviously, you can get everything at the, at the. You can get everything at your restaurants, except for you can't walk out with vodka and bourbon. That, no, that's that, got to that, be done through the ABC. That's correct. That law is still there, you know. And then also, if you don't mind, I want to say thank you to the man upstairs, my wife, my kids, uh, all the wonderful teammates, uh, the staff, the family we have, and most of all, the customers. I mean, good lord, stay without them. We're again, we're nothing, man. No, you and I aren't talking right yeah, now. We're not talking. Right now. Well, and well, I just, they're, they're just. I have the same they're thing. Dedicated, man. I mean, yeah. they, they just die hard. And I want to yeah. tell each and every one of them, hey, thank you. In the bottom of my heart. I love it. But Jason Ishii, I'm going to thank everybody as well uh, for ever listening to my music and for uh, Super Talk allowing me to meet people like Jason. It's uh, it's not an accident. It's a beautiful thing. And I hope you guys have a blessed day and uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.